I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck has foils and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. There's nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! Hello there. It's Obi-John Kenobi, your favorite host in all the podcasts. And welcome to your weekly Nerd Alert. This week... If it bleeds, we can talk about it for 90 minutes on a podcast. (laughs) Jay, we're going to have us some fun tonight. Uh, Before I get into our topic, let me introduce uh, my co-host for this week, my best friend since fifth grade. I just want everyone to know that. I'm just putting that on. I'm not trying to brag or nothing. I'm just saying, like, we've known each other since, like, 1995. So we kind of go back like a recliner is how we roll. Uh, he is joining us from somewhere in time and space, perhaps via a DeLorean, the Doc. This stuff will turn you into a goddamn sexual Tyrannosaurus, just like just me. Just like me. Wow, was that was that former Governor Jesse Ventura? Yes, it was. Wow, <laughs> I didn't know you were on the show this week, Mr. Ventura. Please, please, call me the body. Oh, Mr. the body. No, 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 Mr. The Body Ventura. Oh, I'm sorry. Mr. The Body Ventura. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, sir. Ah, no, thanks. It's fine. Uh, I ain't got time to bleed. Well, do you have time to join us on the show this week, Mr. The Body Ventura? Well, sure, I do. I I got this. It's my favorite show ever. I'm talking over myself. I love it so much. (laughs) Oh, Uh, man. Be prepared for uh, lots of that, because this week we are doing uh, one of my favorite segments uh, on this show that uh, I, I, I gave up trying to have on a regular basis, so now we just kind of do them scattered. This week, we are talking about everyone's favorite camouflaged jungle hunter, or city hunter, or alien jungle hunter, uh, and those are the only three movies ever made with this character. Uh, we're talking about Predator. State of the Franchise, Predator Edition. We're going to talk about the movies we've gotten. We're going to talk about the things that are coming down the pipeline. We're going to talk about the things as fans we want to see. Uh, we're basically just going to do a, a little checkup on the Predator and see how things are going. And, and uh, there's some really confusing and interesting and kind of scary things going on with the Predator. But we will get into all that before we dive into the films themselves. Jay? I want to get a little personal here. Do you remember your first encounter with the Predator? I do. Okay. <clears throat> our listeners will see a theme when we start talking about movies that we've seen. Mm-hmm. And um, my theme seems to be watching them out of order. <laughs> so 
the uh the, so the first time alien vs predator no actually i started with predator 2 oh, okay uh, okay so not that was, far off yeah it was on late one night like on usa or tnt or something and mm-hmm. and obi john knows uh the house i grew up in pretty well i was in the basement during the summer mom and dad were asleep of course you know it's like 11 o'clock midnight i still have the tv on and I'm channel surfing, and there's this this huge firefight. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch this. And then I was like, what's this weird outline clear see-through thingy? And then I kept watching, and I was like, man, this thing's awesome. And then I was like, holy cow, he's stabbing people. Whoa, what is this movie? And then uh, it just sucked me in after that. Nice. So uh, Danny Glover was my first predator killing that's crazy I, I i love that uh <laughs> no i love your journey of <laughs> catching things out of order um uh no i can appreciate that and and we will talk at length about predator 2 because uh spoiler i think that movie gets unfairly dumped on um but uh, before we get to that i have a very similar story uh, i don't mean to sound a bit like a broken record here but my first encounter with predator it, it was the first movie but it was purely happenstance um I was living in Illinois at the time. It was pre uh, my life after meeting the doc. Uh, the dark times is what we call them. Because um, <laughs> I didn't know the doc yet. Uh, and, and the local Fox channel on Sunday afternoons would run, uh, I forget what it was called. It was Fox Action Theater or something like that. Uh, but they would run random action movies on Sunday afternoons just to fill time because you know unless it's football season there's nothing to do on Sundays. So I used to 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 watch not on like you know I didn't set my clock to it or anything but I used to jump to to Fox on Sunday cuz oh it's Sunday they'll have an action movie on. Uh and I'm channel surfing cuz you know I'm ADHD. So I I forget that oh it's Fox it's Sunday Fox I got to watch the action thing. I'm channel surfing as a kid and I stumble on Fox on Sunday afternoon. Specifically, the scene right after uh, they've wounded the predator when he decloaks for the first time, and we just see like his hands and his leg and the med kit. Uh, that's the scene I stumbled onto, and I was like, "What the hell is this? Why aren't they showing what this? Is, that, is it a monster? Is it is it a lizard? He's, he's got a he's what is he doing with that?" Is he healing himself? I was so confused. And then we cut to commercial break. I'm like, well, I gotta stick around now. I gotta. What the hell is this movie? Cut back from commercial break, and I think I've. You know, I think I've accidentally hit the channel button because now we're we're on to like Arnold and the Squad through the jungle. I'm like, is this even the same movie? What's happening here? And it took <laughs> me to like the to. The next break to be like, oh no, this is all the same movie. What the hell is this movie? Uh, it was, it was a th- uh, third commercial break after that when they do the uh, we now return to the you know, we now return to Predator on Fox Action Sunday, and I'm like, oh, this is a movie called Predator. Okay, what the hell is this movie? Uh, it sucked me in as it does everyone because it's such uh, a fantastic. I'm yeah. pretty. Sure, do you remember the TV Guide channel? Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure I flipped to the TV guide channel to find out the name of the movie I was watching. Cause I was <laughs> like, yes, what the hell is this? I need to figure this out. And then That's I was like, predator those... two. 
What's Predator <laughs> 1? That's one of those tell me how old you are without telling me how old you are things. It's, I used to yeah. go to the preview ch- or the TV guide channel or the preview channel to see the name of the movie I was watching. That's yep. how old we are. No, uh, every Sunday after that, I would hope and pray that they would rerun Predator so I could see the beginning of the film because I had no idea what had come before that. Uh, it was years later. I finally uh, got my dad to rent Predator so I could see the whole thing start to finish. Um, but that, yeah, that's my first encounter with Predator. Uh, and man, it sucked me in. Let me let me tell you that the level of confusion was high at the Peter <laughs> Keys, Gary Busey scene where he's talking about is it Val Verde? Yes. Right. And Guatemala, and there's yep. only two survivors, and I'm just like. Wait, they ran into this thing before? Ah, what? What's going on here? When did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, let's catch everyone up. Uh, the magical year of 1987, this movie is released in theaters. Predator, we're talking about, the first one. Directed by John McTiernan of Die Hard fame. Um, written by Jim and John Thomas. Remember those names. We're going to come back to them towards the end of the show. Uh, with a killer theme from Alan Silvestri, pun intended. Uh, I mean, the music from Predator alone is iconic, man. You hear yeah. that 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 key theme that dun 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 dun. dun. That's all you need. like. You you play me those notes and like everyone knows exactly. Oh, it's the Predator music. I like I dig it. Like we all know it, it, those those. It's almost like Jaws, where it all it takes is a handful of notes and you know exactly what that theme yeah. is. Yeah. Currently sitting at a criminally low 81% Rotten Tomato score, 87% user score. Are you all watching the same movie? It's freaking Predator. It's a masterpiece. That's 110% right there. So let me let me take you back to a time real quick. Speaking of okay. the 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 score and yes. and critics and whatnot, let me take you to a time back in the early 2000s when a little movie called 300 came out you might have heard of it uh yeah you'll see where i'm going with this don't worry okay i was having a conversation with a mutual friend of uh obi john and myself i've known this friend since third grade uh wow man wow uh that to me huh it's gonna do me like that on the show in front of everybody okay (laughs) so bob and i were having a conversation about guy movies ultimate guy movies and we said you know 300 is pretty good and bob said 300 may have taken the place of his ultimate guy movie and i was like well what is that and he said predator so predator is bob's ultimate guy movie because it's action it's sci-fi there's no frills and there's no love story so like you said i don't know what these movie what movie these guys are watching that it's only 87 percent uh what viewer That's, score? Yeah, user is only. Like, I I see the critics not loving this movie, but it's yeah. an eighty-seven user score. I'm like, really, really, guys? What, this movie's a what masterpiece. Do you, what do you think you're sitting down to watch when you watch Predator? Like, are they are they disappointed in something because they shouldn't be? <laughs> I don't get it, man. Uh, so the original, and I don't want to harp on the first movie too much because I feel like we all know the original. It is it it, it is a classic. It is one of those staples of the genre. It is, whether you're talking action movies or sci-fi movies, 
horror maybe i think you can debate if it fits into the horror movie genre or not it, it, it does kind of become a bit of a slasher um it's one of arnold's best movies and those movies are in a category under themselves arnold schwarzenegger movies it, it is it is absolutely top three i think it's like terminator 2 this movie and then like true lies are probably the best arnold movies you can watch um uh sci-fi especially 80s sci-fi this movie's right up there at the top five of this list like it's it's uh, such an iconic movie it's become such a a staple of if you're a fan of either there any of these genres you're going to stumble across this uh, and if you haven't yet you're not doing your homework um but it's the story of uh, a combat uh team sent in supposedly to rescue uh some some down pilots and some some cabinet uh officials uh tossed it in the jungle and they they you know it starts out total 80s action movie uh with the team rolling in and just absolutely destroying this this uh encampment of i guess they're gorillas or uh whatever the bad guys uh, we don't really know we, yeah we don't really know who they are we don't really care who they are they're the guys that are there to get their asses kicked Yep. Um, but the whole first 30, 45 minutes of this movie is straight up 80s action movie. There's a couple little glimpses of um, the Predator watching the team through its thermal vision. And some things are, you know, you see the the helicopter crash and the skinned bodies hanging from the trees. And some elements are like, okay, this is a little weird, but nothing too crazy. It's not until after they've accomplished their mission and they're trying to get out of the jungle that this thing takes a, I don't want to say a hard right turn, but a, sh- a sharp right turn into, this is no longer just an action movie, this is a full-on sci-fi horror movie. Because the team realizes they're being hunted by an alien for sport. Uh, yeah. it, it's the classic story of Most Dangerous Game, uh, but updated for... You know, an 80s audience, I'd say modern audience. I think this movie still plays beautifully today. Uh, if you've never seen it, it still works. The The effects may be a little dated, but nothing that, like, takes you out of the movie dated. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it's because they didn't rely too heavily on, you know, crappy CG or anything like that. It's it's a guy in a suit. It's, uh, in fact, I want to make sure he gets mentioned, Kevin Peter Hall in the suit for the first movie. Um, there's definitely some composite effects, something you know the, the camouflage technique and all that. Uh, but but again, the effects were mostly done practical in camera on set, so there's nothing that really stops you dead in your trash. Like, oh wow, that looks terrible. Like, no, it 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 plays beautifully and it's shot wonderfully. If you get this movie on on Blu-ray, it looks gorgeous. Just the lush green of that jungle. Um, it's a great movie to look at. It, but it, it is. Kind of hard to define, but it is, it, it's a little bit action, it's a little bit horror, it's a little bit sci-fi, but it's all badass. Yeah. Um, can't forget some of the classic one-line. It's it's infinitely quotable, too. Yes. If it bleeds, we can kill it. You know? And get to the chopper! Get to the chopper! I ain't got time to bleed. You got time to duck? I mean, like... Yes. Oh, God. So, so you picked up a story and dropped this used to us into a meat grinder. What happened to you, Dylan? You used to be somebody I could trust. Dylan, you I son of a up. bitch. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. The bro handshake of all bro handshakes. 
Uh, yeah, and let's not forget Jesse Ventura. I mean, the the cast of this movie is stacked, man. So obviously you've got Arnold. He's he's arguably the star of the movie. I think the real star is the Predator, but he gets top billing. Arnold gets top billing. Then you've got Jesse the Body Ventura in, I think, his first screen appearance. Uh, there might be something before that, but this it, it's the first one that sticks out in my mind. And, and and one of his more memorable ones, uh, despite some language that's definitely not okay by 2021 standards. Um, but yes, the, the sexual the sexual tyrannosaur Jesse the Body Ventura, uh, rocking that MTV shirt in the jungle for some yeah. reason. Yeah, God, I love uh, that movie. You got you got Carl Weathers, uh, fresh out the Rocky movies as Dylan, the can we trust him? Can we not? Old buddy of of Dylan's. Uh, or of uh, Dutch's, sorry. Um, then you've got Bill Duke in what I think is still his most memorable role because, again, it's, it's the first thing I ever saw Bill Duke as. So every time I see Bill Duke, I'm like, hey, it's dude from Predator. He's going to have you some fun tonight. He'll have me some fun. He'll have me some fun. <clears throat> Give away a position. Um, I'll cut you. Uh, just quiet, but that, that scene where he's shaving dry and cracks the razor. Um, the, the whole cast is just, it's stacked, man. It's, it's awesome. It's a, you believe you genuinely believe this group of guys is just total badass soldier group. Uh, Shout out to Billy's shotgun underneath his M16, the 870, where the M270 grenade launcher would normally go. Which is a crime that he never gets to use that on screen. I agree. 100%. It looks so badass and he never gets to use it. Uh, But dude, the hardware in this movie is impressive. Let's talk about, let's be you and me for a minute. Let's talk hardware. Jay, let's let a little painless out the bag. When Jesse Ventura says, time to let old painless out the bag. Or no, it's Bill Duke. Sorry, sorry. And then we cut to unzipping the bag, and inside is this minigun, which is designed to be mounted on a helicopter or a tank. But if you're Jesse Ventura, you just hump it through the jungle because you're Jesse Ventura. Yeah. Uh, the most impractical yet most badass weapon ever put on screen. Uh, impractical because the amount of ammo you could physically carry, you'd be out in like two seconds. But goddamn, yep. does it look amazing on screen? Uh, I I don't want to get ahead too far, but John and I do play Predator Hunting Grounds. We'll get there. We do. And uh, I created a character called um, uh, Blaine Duke or Duke <laughs> Blaine. And uh, he's got this, the slouch hat on and it's a the it's a black character carrying the saw because they don't have an m60 and his secondary is the minigun that feels like the loadout you would build it's just a it's it's a combination of the two characters that 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 feels like the the, if if jay could make his character that's exactly who we make i like it yeah uh but no this this weapon is so bad they first of all they had to slow down the cyclic rate of the weapon just to be able to register that it was firing because at full speed, it fired so fast, you couldn't tell it rounds were being fired. Just me. It's like, okay, we're out. Did you get that? No, it's too fast. Uh, and it's so amazing. Um, 
to the behind the scenes of this entire movie all the egos and all the machismo on set kind of drifted to behind the scenes and there was you know subtle competitions and not so subtle competitions between all the cast members you know uh uh arnold claims that he went in and, and found that uh no, sorry, Jesse Ventura claims that his I mean, he went to wardrobe and and they had to cut his arms bigger because he was bigger than Mr. Olympia being Arnold. And Arnold's like, no, I I, I went in and uh, at the wardrobe to tell him that so he'd think he was bigger. You know, the kind of like dick measuring contest behind the scenes. Uh, yeah. Apparently, Carl Weathers got hooked on cigars because of Arnold because he let Arnold or Arnold like, here, try one. And he's like, wow, that's really good. And then he left said and, you know, as a gift, Arnold gave him like a, a case of cigars. So he got hooked on smoking because of Arnold. Um, but one of the long lasting ones is so. So Jesse used to rib Arnold about look how giant this gun is and too bad you don't get to use it at all. Fast forward a few years to Terminator 2. What is Arnold holding? Many a very standout scene in that movie yeah and i'm pretty sure it's the same one used on predator because i don't think many armories have or mo- many movie armories have the minigun in their arsenal uh, i'm pretty sure that's the same one now i need to see i need to see this just for me i need to see jesse the body ventura pulling old painless out the bag jump cut to the helicopter pilot in the police helicopter going, he's got a goddamn minigun. <laughs> Love it. Just, uh, just for my own joy and gratification. So, but yeah, dude, it's, uh, as a kid who, who grew up loving weapons and guns, this was some good gun porn, man. The M16 yeah. with the M203, the, uh, I forget the name of the poncho has got that like six cylinder grenade launcher, the minigun, uh, I think Dylan's rocking uh, uh, an MP5. Like it's it's you know some some killer movie guns in this in this uh, and that's not even you know before we even get into the Predator arsenal. Yeah, oh, yeah. But uh, but no, this this movie is fantastic, and and I think Bob is right to have it high on the list of guy movies because it is definitely an adrenaline, testosterone soaked run through the jungle. Uh, but it introduced. One of the most popular, enduring, beloved movie monsters of all time, the Predator, uh, the Yatja, if you're a super urban nerd and read the comics and the books. But and I think more people know this now than they used to. But that was not the original design of the Predator. The look we know now, the seven foot tall dreadlocked Predator, that was the redesign. They actually stopped shooting the film and had a break in filming to go redesign and rebuild the creature suit because the, the original original design was not working. Uh, and I think this is the part most people know now is, is the guy wearing the original suit. It looked sort of like a, a human praying mantis thing. Nowhere near as awesome and intimidating uh, as, as it would become. But the guy in the original suit was an up-and-coming Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, who, God bless him, I'm sure when his agent called and said, hey, they're shooting this movie uh, in South America with Arnold Schwarzenegger and and, um, and I can't think of names now. Uh, Carl Jesse Weathers. Ben- yeah, Carl Weathers and you know all these big action guys and they want you to be in it. You got to admit, oh, this is it, man. This is my big break. And then you get there, it's like, yeah, so we're going to put you in this rubber suit in the jungle with 100 degree weather. 
Uh, yep. Yeah, he he apparently passed out quite a bit. I can't blame him. Uh, was very upset that he you know wasn't going to be seen on screen at all. Apparently, he was cast because they saw some uh, some tapes or whatever, or heard about uh, you know his flexibility in, in being a, you know a gymnast as well as a martial artist. I thought he could have some cool movement. The suit, not Jean Claude, failed the production. So they they John Matiernan in a move that is so damn ballsy. Something you would never see done today. Halted production on the movie to go redesign the suit. He sent it, they shot for a few weeks with the suit that they were sent and that design. Looked at the dailies like, no, this is no, this is not working. This is not going to look good. You do not want us to continue going with this. And it was Arnold who suggested Stan Winston, uh, having worked with him priorly on the Terminator movies or Terminator movie at that point, suggested Stan Winston. So Stan Winston picked up the gig and was like literally had weeks to design, fabricate, and then fly out on set to redo The Predator. And as luck would have it, he had just worked with a guy named Kevin Peter Hall on a movie called Harry and the Hendersons. So more trivia for you. The guy playing Predator is also Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. Uh, and and the rest is, as they say, movie magic. Uh, and we got that beautifully imposing Predator. I remember watching that end fight when the Predator grabs Arnold and like choke slams him against a tree. And just because when you're a kid, Arnold is just like, you know, a god among men. And then yeah. you look at the Predator who like is a good two feet taller and every bit is jacked. And you're just like, holy shit, Arnold's going to lose. And like, yeah. as a seven-year-old, that's hard to wrap your head around. You're like, oh, my God, Arnold's going to lose. Wow, he's going to get his butt kicked. But that, uh, that brings Great. us to... Great movie. Oh, Sorry. yeah, no, amazing. Uh, couldn't tell if you're breaking out or you're going to not. So it brings us to the next movie. Uh, and I know we said we weren't going to spend much time on Predator, but I think we spent a lot more time than we went to. <laughs> 1990 Predator 2, directed by Stephen Hopkins, uh, who would go on to direct Lost in Space uh, and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5. Again, written by Jim and John Thomas. Remember those names. Uh, however, none of the cast came back. We, we have uh, instead replaced by what I think is an equally as awesome cast for a, a 90s movie. Danny Glover, Bill Paxton, Gary Busey. Need I say more? Yeah. Unfortunately, this movie sits at a 30% Rotten Tomatoes critic score and a 44% Rotten Tomatoes score user score. What the hell? That's just criminal. What the hell? That's, I mean, yeah, basically Predator 2, in, in my opinion, Predator 2, you're taking the blueprint of the first one mm -hmm. and applying it now to the city of Los Angeles. Yeah, it's a little different with the plot with, you know, uh, the OWLF and Peter Keyes, played by Gary Busey, but that's like a subplot, but still it's the basic premises, but they're, give, they're giving us something new. I mean, it's not... Yeah, I, I I do not understand, and I never have the hate this movie gets. I do not because you talk to people about it, and you bring up Predator Two, and the number one complaint everyone always says right off the bat is, "Well, it doesn't have Arnold in it." So what? 
Arnold is not the star of the Predator franchise. I hate to rain on everyone's parade. Arnold is in one, <laughs> one Predator movie. He's not the star. The star is the Predator. And for yeah. that reason alone, I love Predator 2. Because, yes, we don't get Arnold back. Boo fucking who. Get over it. Like you said, Jay, we change up the setting. Because in a sequel, what you're always trying to do is the same, but different. So, again, Predator's in town. He's here to hunt. Uh, like the tagline said, he's in town with a few days to kill. We change the setting up. We're not in a jungle now. We're in a city. That's interesting. There's a lot of cool things you can do with that. Uh, it's in the far-off future of 1997. Right? We... And we get the predator gets new toys to play with. Oh my god, does he get new toys? Like, like I will happily sacrifice not getting Arnold back, and we'll get into Arnold in this movie in a minute because even if he was, it he wasn't going to be the star. But we get in place of Arnold again. Predator's the star. This is Predator dialed up to eleven. If we get you know if if Predator in the first movie was like a seven or an eight of what the predator can do. This movie's cranked up to 11. All yeah. the new toys he gets to play with. Like, this Predator comes with all the accessories in his toy box, you know? Um, in addition to the Plasma Caster and the Wrist Gauntlets, which is pretty much all we see in the first movie, he gets the net gun. Yep. He gets the combi stick or the yep. spear, whatever you want to call it. Yep. He's got the homing disc, the smart yep. disc. Um, the wrist launcher. The wrist launcher, thank you. Like this guy's loaded to the nines. He is. It's that the spear or the combi stick, whatever you want to call it. Like I've been, we've been playing the game so much. I just think of it as a combi stick, but like when he folds it up in that scene and it just collapses down, you're just like, Oh, where do I get one? Yeah. Um, it's in, 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 in not just this predator itself, but the kills get crazier. Um, you know, more brutal, more violent. Um, trying to read. Oh, we, we see for the first time the Predator has more than one vision mode via his mask. Yep. That scene where he's flipping through vision modes. Uh, we see a Predator ship. We see multiple Predators in one scene. It introduces that whole thing of it's not just a random Predator. It's like there's a clan or a tribe or whatever you want to call it. There's a yeah. group of them. And then that shot at the end when the, the elder predator tosses Danny Glover the, the trophy for his kill, which is the flintlock pistol with the year 1715 on it, which introduces into canon the idea that predators have been coming to this planet for centuries. Yeah. So much stuff is introduced in this one movie uh, that would carry the franchise, the entire Predator franchise forward for decades to come, introduced in this movie. But everyone shits on it because it doesn't have Arnold in it. I I personally love the scene where he kills the Predator, stands up, and he's surrounded, and he drops the smart disc, and he says, okay, who's next? And they're all yep. like, this guy's badass. He killed one of us. And, like, they don't they don't get retribution. They... It's like it's talent acknowledging talent. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like took, it's it's even right. bigger than the the mano y mano fight with the predator in the first one. This is like, hey, he did this. He deserves something. We're not gonna mess with him. He earned this. Yeah, it's a, again it, it introduces that 
and this is kind of in the first movie. In the first movie, we get the the notion that the predator won't come after you if you're unarmed. And this movie it doubles down on that, and and we see you know, the scene in the subway. Um, I forget her name, the um, uh, the female detective. Yeah, because uh, I can't, I don't remember any character names from this movie. Sorry, um, predators taking people out of the subway, and he gets to her, even though she's armed. Through his his heat vision mode, he sees she's pregnant, and he will not kill. The same way that, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jay, hunters don't kill does because they propagate the species like you go after the buck well in iowa we need to go after the does because the population's out of control but yeah but in general yeah in general you don't want to shoot the females because they carry on the species that's like it's like with um i I would say pheasants are a good example or turkeys Okay. okay when you turkey hunt or pheasant hunt you only shoot the males of the species because you don't know if the females have young or are or have a brood ready to lay eggs. You don't know that. Yeah. So you only take out the males. So that scene and then the scene at the end where they've all because they were they they decloak. So the insinuation is they've all been there watching this final fight. They've watched Danny Glover take on Mano a Mano, a predator, and he came out on top. Well, okay. He won. All right, dude. We're we're not gonna. Hey, we're, we could easily kill you right now, but this isn't about revenge. We have a code. You beat him fair and square. All right, dude. Here's a trophy for your kill. Uh, and now get off our ship. We're gonna go home now. <laughs> right. Like it. It again. So many elements of what would define the predator came from this movie, and I haven't even gotten to the Easter egg of all freaking Easter eggs on cinema. Even though the comics predate this concept by a couple of years, this movie puts on screen when we finally get into the Predator ship and we see their trophy room. Jay, what's hanging on that wall? It's a xenomorph skull. You're goddamn right. It's a xenomorph skull. And even though, according to the story, it was, it was the the props guys were looking for for things to put up on the trophy wall, which is why we get some weird stuff up there. Uh, they, they didn't. They didn't just want a bunch of human skulls. They wanted like weird alien skulls. And apparently, one of them had one of the heads sculpted from I think it was Aliens. Uh, and they took that, spray painted it white, stuck it up on the wall. It was just meant to be a cute little one-off. Haha, look at that. But a couple years before that, Dark Horse started the Alien versus Predator comic. Uh, so that became a huge thing. And a lot of people over the years thought that the movie came first and then the comic came after. But it was the first time on screen we acknowledged. That these aren't just two properties owned by Fox. These two properties exist in the same universe. Again, uh, subtle little Easter egg, like a lot of this stuff is. But it it it's what we built on. Like Predator in the first movie is awesome. He's badass, but he's treated like a monster. You don't see very much of him. We don't really know what he looks like. He's cloaked most of the time. We don't understand his weapons very well. You reveal him slowly throughout the movie. You treat him like you do a movie monster, like Jaws in you know, the shark in Jaws. Or the the xenomorph in the first alien. By the time we get to two, we know what he looks like. We know what his mo is. So now we can play with that and crank it up. So we play with that and we crank it up and we introduce all these other elements and and double down on things that the movie did, the first film did, and it it fleshes out and further develops and defines this is what the predator is. 
it kills me when people shit on this movie. I love this movie. I love that the whole first act is basically treated like if you didn't know what the predator was, you're kind of, you know, Kerrigan has no idea what this is. He thinks he's investigating some kind of like uh, uh, mob war hitman thing. He, he thinks it's a uh, Jamaican drug lord hit squad, uh, the voodoo hit squad. Uh, yeah, he's in, he's because he's a detective, so he he starts investigating it like that, and it's you know it, it's so many cool things about this movie. Uh, Bill Paxton being classic Bill Paxton, uh, he's he's one of like two people who has the trifecta of being killed by an alien, a predator, and a Terminator is Bill Paxton. Lance Henriksen is the Lance other Henriksen thing. the other one, yes. Uh, and those people who argue that Lance doesn't count because Bishop didn't get killed by the Queen, fuck you. Um. I just want to throw out real quick before we move on. Uh, yeah. I cannot express how confused I was seeing Predator 2 before seeing an <laughs> alien movie and not knowing that Skull was in the. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Uh, well, so that came out in 1990 and it was. It did not do as well as the first film, but it was still financially successful. Uh, numbers, because I had numbers. The first movie had a budget of $15 million. It brought in $98.2 million worldwide. Pretty good money. Make a sequel. The sequel, as far as I can tell, and then just took some digging, $35 million budget, $57 million gross worldwide. Not as good. Cost more, didn't make as much. Okay, yep. we get it. But for some odd reason, it took 20 years, 20 years to get another Predator movie. We're jumping all the way to 2010 with the oddly yet appropriately titled Predators. Oh, and what a movie we got. Directed by Nimrod Antal, or Antal, I'm not sure you're supposed to pronounce it, uh, from a screenplay originally written by Robert Rodriguez all the way back in 1994. Uh, it wasn't greenlit till 2009, bit of a delay. Uh, it was some rewrites from Alex. I can't read my own, Alex Litvak and Michael Finch. Want to give credit where to do. And again, this is a movie that I think gets unfairly hated on. And again, the thing you always well doesn't have Arnold in it. Those aside, I think Predators is fantastic, Jay. I I love Predators. I think, and and Megan, my fiance, asked me about this because we were deciding on watching either Predator Two or Predators. Okay. And um, I said she she asked, "Do you need to see Predator Two before you see Predators?" And I said, "No, Predators actually plays nicely as a direct sequel to Predator. If you have never seen Predator Two, it also and, works great as a standalone movie." Yeah. There's some beats you'll miss if you're not familiar with the franchise, but you can put this movie in cold and follow along very well. Yeah, and I I love the movie, and um, again, Megan brought up an interesting point, and I can see it, but he pulls it off. She said she couldn't see Adrian Brody as an action hero, and he's really hero in this movie. He. I wouldn't even say he's the hero of the movie. He's a survivor of the movie. He is arguably the protagonist. Uh, but it, it's, and I think this movie is smart because yeah, you could easily have put like, you know, the rock or fucking Vin Diesel or, you know, find some big muscle guy and throw him in there. But as soon as you do that, 
you're automatically drawing comparisons to Arnold. Yep. And I think this movie was smart in casting him because he's not any Adrian Brody is not anyone's first choice to be a leading leading man in an action movie. Now we're at a weird point in action movies where that's like the popular thing now is to get people you wouldn't expect to be action movies. You know, uh, Helen Mirren in Red or um, uh, Bob Odenkirk in Nobody, which is an amazing action movie, no matter what Scott Cox tells you. Uh, But again, people that you wouldn't clock as being action stars, putting them in action movies, that's kind of the big thing to do nowadays. Uh, Colin Firth in um, um, Kingsman, another one. Uh, But anyway... It's okay, all sorry. thanks to sorry. It's all thanks to Bruce Willis being cast in Die Hard. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> if you want to go back that far, you can definitely make that argument. Um, <laughs> he was such an oddball choice; they didn't put his face on the posters originally. They thought people would think it was a comedy. Uh, but anyway, uh, so so casting Adrian Brody is genius because, again, it, it's sort of like the Evil Dead remake. No matter who you cast to play the new Ash, no one's gonna like him because he's not the original Ash. He's, he's he's not Bruce Campbell. So you don't cast somebody like Arnold. Don't put The Rock in this movie or you know, whatever other muscle-bound guy you want to get. Don't cast the opposite. Do not draw comparisons. And I think Adrian Brody pulls off that. Because, again, like you said, Jay, he's not a, he's not from the same cloth as Arnold. He's, he's not altruistic like Arnold is. He's, he's the guy who does what it takes to get through the mission and get on to the next one. And you know, he uses the people around him, and he's he's not a nice guy. He might be the guy we're rooting for, but he's not nearly a good guy. And I think he 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 plays that uh, very well. The whole concept of this of, of this movie, I think, is genius. It it sort of I, yeah, yeah. inverts the original in that it's not a predator coming to Earth; it's people being taken to another planet, which is a great fun reveal in the movie. All these people are essentially chosen by the predators, uh, which gets a little dodgy. Uh, and, and exactly how do the predators watch these people and know they're worthy to hunt? Uh, mostly talking about Topher Grace's character. Oh, I was uh, gonna get there. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll, I'll let you get there. But uh, no, that was a great sort of inversion of the original concept of rather than coming to Earth to hunt game, bring the game to us. And there's that great line Andrew Brody has, you know. Uh, this planet is a game preserve, and we're the game. Like that's boom, that's your tagline, that's your log line for this movie. Is it's predators handpicking, uh, you know, badass soldiers and, and criminals and fucking yakuza enforcers and shit, um, and and bringing them to hunt. It's also got an embarrassingly great cast: uh, Adrian Brody, Lauren, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Walter Goggins, sorry, Walton Goggins, Alice Braga. Danny Trejo, Mahershala Ali. There's at least two Oscar winners on that list. Um, uh, an embarrassingly was, good cast. I was going to say, too, the the reveal. I love the line because I just I watched these recently to get up to date because I hadn't seen Predators in so long. But when I can't think of who plays her, but Isabel puts the the needle on the leaf to find True uh-huh. North and it just spins. Yeah. And then Adrian Brody goes, between that and the sun, things are weird. And she goes, what about the sun? And he says, it hasn't moved in, what, like two hours or something? Yeah, yeah. Hasn't moved since we got here. Yeah. And that's, you're just like, oh, shit. And, yeah, that reveal of them being on a different planet was awesome. Um, But 
circling back to your Topher Grace comment. Yeah. That's the one thing about this movie that I don't like. I like the idea. I think the problem is the reveal comes so late. You don't really get to play off of it at all. Um, and, and again, it goes to, I don't, the other people, okay, they're, they're soldiers uh, or, you know, mob and for like, I could see how, you know, a predator hiding on earth could see them in action and judge them to be worthy. But Topher Grace's whole thing is to spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie, skip over this section. Um, you know, jump ahead 30 seconds. Topher Grace, when he first gets to the planet, is like, I'm a, I don't belong here. I'm out of place. I'm a I'm a doctor. I don't know why I'm here. And then that's the way, you know, he plays it for laughs. He plays like, I'm not supposed to be here. This is a mistake. Uh, and, you know, he, he gets people to help him and, like, take him under his wing. The big Russian guy kind of takes him under his wing. And in the whole movie, he's sort of like, you, you can tell he's intelligent, but he seems like the odd man out. Until he reveals... He's not, maybe he is a doctor, but really why he's there is he's a serial killer. He's yeah. a, a Ted Bundy type, which is a really cool idea, but the reveal comes so late that you don't really get, he reveals it, and like five minutes later, he's dead. So, I, this ahead. is my my personal opinion. Yeah. This would be my personal preference, is if that he was actually a doctor, and the predators took him to the planet to help try to like keep the people alive longer. Like if they get wounded, he can, you know, sort of patch them up. You know what I mean? And then toe for grace could have been what the audience uses to view the movie. You know, like he's that the one doesn't really questions. predators wouldn't bring someone to heal. Like you'd have yeah, to be able to heal yourself. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yes. Uh, no, I, I think it's again. I think it's a really interesting idea. I just think it 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 comes so late you don't get to capitalize on it. Um, and I think that's the you know if I could change anything about this movie, I would have that reveal happen earlier. So you know, going into Act Three or coming out, you know, before we get to Act Three, we have that reveal, so we we know he's not really on the up and up. Um, just because again, it, it comes way too late. Uh, And then that's the other thing, too, is like, then you have two very similar characters. Like, yes, I understand they're all very similar in the fact that they're all kind of like military or paramilitary or, you know, like enforcers, whatever. But you already have like a a murderer rapist. He's on he was on trial and he's who's on death row. And that's where I think a golden opportunity should come with. Or uh, and I get you know maybe not but like Walt uh, Walter Walton Goggins I always call to call him Walter I'm sorry Walton Goggins uh, from Justified and uh, the Shield great actor um, yeah he plays a convict who's you know some kind of mass murderer rapist dude not a nice guy um, hilarious but not a nice guy some kind of recognition between the two of them. Hey, don't I know you? You know, something like that to, to kind of something to give us uh, earlier on that not all is as it seems with his with Topher Grace's character might have helped out a little bit. Uh, yeah. Maybe it doesn't come from Walton Goggins. But I don't, so again, I just I just feel like it's a cool idea, but you don't it doesn't properly uh, doesn't get time to breathe. Um, but everyone else in this 
all the other characters are fun. And granted, some of them are kind of one note. Some of them die too quickly. Danny Trejo dies too quickly. But uh, <laughs> apparently, the reason, uh, apparently, the way he got cast is in the script. It said uh, a Danny Trejo type actor. And Robert Rodriguez, who was the original writer and producer of this movie, when they got to the casting phase and he was talking, you know, telling, telling, because he's buddies with Danny Trejo, was telling Danny Trejo about this upcoming project and whatnot. And Danny Trejo's like, hey, I'm a Danny Trejo type. <laughs> he's like, yeah, we'll just put him in. I don't know why we thought we were going to find somebody else that to play a Danny Trejo character besides Danny Trejo. Just, just put him in. Um, he dies too quickly, in my opinion. Mahershala Ali kind of goes out too quick, too. Um, but uh, and, and what the one I have to get to is is the Yakuza enforcer because he gets not only one of the coolest yeah. fight scenes but one of the, the the greatest deaths. And I want this to be an entire goddamn movie. He he finds he's he's a Yakuza enforcer. At one point, he finds in a weapon stash a a ancient Japanese uh, katana. He takes it with him. He has very much a a Billy in Predator 1 kind of move where he knows he's not going to win, but he's going to stall for time. So he challenges a Predator to one-on-one fight. They have these, you know, he has this sword fight in the, the you know, uh, lush blowing wheat field um, with his samurai sword. And this Predator has like the longest wrist blade I've ever seen. And that sequence, I mean, it's short. It's like two, three minutes, but it's amazing and it goes to full on like Akira Kurosawa samurai fight mode, and I'm like, this is amazing. I want the entire movie of this. That like, yeah. I was gonna say that's probably like one of my single favorite scenes from the entire movie. Is just you know him running full bore at the predator, and then you see the predator fall behind him, and you're like, oh my god, he won, and then he just collapses, and you're like, nope, never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. And we'll get to this later, but like that scene is fantastic. And and again, I do not understand why this movie was was maybe not hated in the way Predator Two is, but it seems to be forgotten or ignored. And I don't get it. Um, it had a budget of forty million dollars. Had a very quick turnaround between Fox deciding to greenlight it in two thousand nine and it was released in two thousand ten. It was a crazy fast production, uh, shot very inexpensively. Made back $127 million worldwide. Quick numbers, guys. That's over three times its budget. Yep. It was a very profitable. Um, and it, it was meant to kind of reinvigorate the franchise. And for some reason, it didn't. And I don't understand why. I loved the characters. Uh, the, you know, the Predators in this movie, we finally get some cool, unique Predator stuff. Um, I'm not crazy about the whole, like, big super predator thing I, I just look at it as okay it's a different clan whatever uh but we see the the falconer predator using the robot falcon drone thing we see them using dogs to hunt with um it, it goes back to predators as hunters a little less predator as warrior uh because that's where they kind of skewed to and other projects that we're not going to mention on the show uh but i thought it was cool <laughs> Uh, the hunter's camp thing was cool. It gives us that that awesome predator mask with the the uh, jawbone on the bottom of it. Yep, I, that I agree too. Like the whole Lawrence Fishburne explanation of like the difference between dogs and wolves. It's like just make them two different clans. 
Yeah, that's not hard to explain. You don't need to make them bigger, stronger, like... We don't need a subspecies of predator that's... But yeah, it, it's, it, it gets a little out there. Just No, it's fine. It's just it's a different clan of predators. It's fine. Because uh, yeah. that's... Yeah, good. But, that you know, that would have been good. Then you could show that sort of rivalry instead of like, oh, it's the big ones hunting the little ones. Well, even the little ones are still seven feet tall. So, like... yeah. You don't need to make these giant ones, which I'm sure we'll touch on soon. Uh, but it's just kind of uh. like, and I think one of the big things that that people really didn't like, again, like you said, is it doesn't have Arnold. And I, I think at one point in time, the reveal was supposed to be that it was, it wasn't supposed to be Lawrence Fishburne. It was supposed to be Dutch taking well, off the Pred armor. Let's do this. Let's jump down this. Uh, I was gonna wait till we get to the last movie, but let's let's chronicle the things Arnold was supposed to do and then didn't in the Predator franchise. Okay. Uh, the entire character of Keys in the second movie was supposed to be Arnold. He turned it down. It was then rewritten and bulked up, and we cast Gary Busey. But that entire secret government agent kind of guy that was supposed to be Dutch. Arnold turned it down. Didn't want to do it. I think he was already committed to do T2 or something around that time. So he passed on it. Predators. I think, and I haven't confirmed this, but I believe, yeah, the, the role of that Lawrence Fishburne plays was originally meant to be Dutch, and he turned it down, so they rewrote it a little bit. Uh, and at that point, Arnold was governor. So it wasn't necessarily a matter of him not wanting to do it. It was a matter of if we can get him, he won't have much time. So he can't really play, I think Nolan is the character name, he can't really play that big of a part. He, we'll get him for maybe a day, if we're lucky. So then, uh, and this was, I think this was scrapped before they even started shooting, but the big, so if you remember at the end of the film, um, we have our survivors kind of huddled together and they see all the other like parachutes start to drop and the kind of new prey is being brought to the planet. Um, and they kind of gear up to, to hunt whatever's coming next. Well, the reveal for that was supposed to be different. The reveal was supposed to be a predator ship lands and they gear up to fight off. Okay, here come the next bunch of predators. Here we go. We're going to go down swinging. And then the ramp uh, hits and then down from the ramp walks a human wearing predator armor, takes the mask off. It's Arnold. That he's leading a clan. Arnold didn't have time to do it because he was governor. That got scrapped. Um, and there's a, another big one we'll get to when we get to the next movie. Uh, but there, there's a long, sad history of this was supposed to be for Arnold, and he said no, or he couldn't do it. He was too busy. Uh, so again, I, it drives me nuts when people keep complaining about Arnold not being in Predator movies. Arnold's been in one Predator movie, one. The star predator is not Arnold. It's a predator. Yep. So. Do you we have anybody? to talk about we, it? Yeah, we have to, man. We have to. God. Uh, I, first, I want to say, we will not be talking about the AVP movies in this episode. There might be some mentions of them because we're nerds. Uh, but those movies and that whole franchise deserves its own state of the franchise episode. And we, will, I'm sure, will do that at some point down the road. So we're not talking about AVP or AVP Requiem. As much as I'd love to talk about the Wolf Predator, 
we're not not doing that in this show. So that's why we're skipping over those movies. So we now jump from 2010, which for some reason failed to, to reboot the franchise, and I don't understand why. I thought Predators was great. Uh, the AVP movies were meant to restart both those franchises, and they didn't uh, for reasons that are obvious if you watch the movies. So Predators in kind of a, a slump because it, it hasn't, um, despite the success of Predators, for whatever reason, it just kind of failed to catch on with the public. So about seven years later, we get word that Shane Black, who played Hawkins in the original Predator, uh, and was actually he was hired as an actor, but hired as an actor so they could get him as an actor, but then have him on set to do rewrites. Because Shane Black is primarily a screenwriter. He's one of the most famous, uh, highly paid screenwriters in Hollywood, especially around this time. Uh, he wrote the Lethal Weapon movies. Um, he would go on, he did uh, Last Boy Scout. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Shane Black. He was in the original. He did uncredited rewrites on the original. Since then, he's gone on to do things like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and Iron Man 3. Uh, he would go on to do stuff like. Um, uh, it's called the good guys. It was called, uh, the nice guys, uh, great buddy cop comedy thing. He's going to come on and write and direct a new predator movie with his writing buddy, Fred Decker, black and Decker, uh, Fred Decker gets a free pass for the rest of his life on this show because Fred Decker wrote and directed the monster squad. So he's immortal in our book. So we're excited, right? Jay. Yep. <clears throat> he's got some cool new ideas he's going to reinvigorate the predator franchise fox finally wants to throw some decent money behind a predator movie because they realize hey man what's making money now is franchises it's it's ip what ip can we cash in on those alien prequels they're not doing it what else we got predator fuck do it give me a predator movie and give it a 160.5 million dollar budget jesus Sorry. that was the budget Sorry. No, I'm reading the wrong number. Sorry, sorry. Back that up. Back that up. Uh, give it an $88 million budget. That's probably higher than that, but that's the number we report is $88 million. Highest Jesus. budget for any Predator movie yet. That was the budget? $88 million. And that's what we got. And what did that $88 million bias, Jay? Because you Nothing. just watched it the other day, so it's fresh. It gave me a fresh pile of shit is what it gave me. I, Shane Black, you did us dirty. You did us dirty, Shane Black. I believe I even sent that in a Snapchat to you, John. It's going to be on the website before this show goes up. I just want you to know. I mean... It's going to be the teaser for this episode. It's like it's like Shane Black had every ill-conceived Predator idea that he thought was good, threw it into a blender, poured it onto the pages, and said, here's our screenplay. And Fox just, you know, bent over and took that screenplay right up the ass from him. Like that. <clears throat> so, <laughs> I don't disagree with anything you said, uh, because this movie is is absolutely trash. Um, who to blame, we'll get into in a minute. But there are movies I go to that exceed my expectations. Like I go on thinking, you know, nobody, I went in and thinking, uh, this will be just a random action movie. I really, really enjoyed that movie. There are movies that 
don't you know that fail to meet expectations that I, ha- I had it built up in my head and it kind of let me down there are movies that i'm just like oh man that just man, i was not feeling that that just yeah, it didn't really do it for me and then there are movies that are rare there are movies that are so bad that were built up to be so amazing that i leave the theater not only disliking the movie but being actively pissed off at the movie for being that bad predator is at the top sorry the predator is at the top of that list i walked out of the theater wanting to punch something this movie was so fucking terrible is uh is valerian and the city of a thousand planets or whatever on that list too that was a letdown i wasn't angry it was just sort of like okay the valerian city of a city of a thousand planets yeah whatever Uh, i don't know yeah I had that built up in my head. I was excited for it. The visuals were cool and what I thought it would be, but the story just wasn't there. Like the characters in the story doesn't do quite gel for me, but this movie is like nothing, nothing in this movie works. Nothing. The cast is horribly miscast. Every character is given one random character quirk and that's your entire character. You're Tourette's guy. So you say random curse words. You're the guy who's here because you know how to fly a helicopter. That'll be important later. It's not important now, but it'll be important later. Uh, you're due with tragic backstory. Everyone has one, one character note, and that's it. Uh, the action is terrible. Yep. The plot makes no fucking sense. No, nope. at all. It, it, it makes it makes less sense upon further viewings. The more you watch this movie, the less it makes sense. The uh. whole big reveal of oh, that this predator is here to help us. Well, then why has he spent the entire rest of the movie killing every human he comes across if he's here to help us? Yeah. Why was his gear just left in the ship when it crashed? Why wasn't he wearing any of it? This movie has a key plot point that the hero of the story mailed stuff home and he didn't pay his P.O. box, so it got sent to his house, not his P.O. box. That is a critical plot point in this movie. <laughs> and his his son, who is apparently on the spectrum, figured out an alien language because he thought it was a video game. Because that's how autism works. Right, Rain Man? Oh, man. The only nice thing I'll say about this movie, it casts Jake Busey as the son of Keys, his father's character from the first movie. Uh, yeah. That's the only nice thing I'll say about this. That was really cool. I enjoyed that. Uh, it's also the only Predator movie, <coughs> excuse me, to acknowledge Alien vs. Predator because in the in the science lab, the tail alien, the xenomorph tail spear from AVP one is in a trophy case. Um, so it, it's the second acknowledgement of xenomorphs in a Predator movie and the first acknowledgement of AVP in a Predator movie. That was a fun little Easter egg. Doesn't go anywhere. But it's there. It's on the wall. We dug uh, it out of the prop closet. Yeah, I will. I will say there are a few moments because I'd never seen the movie. I I kind of chuckled at a few lines, and when I say a few, I mean a very few lines. Uh, there were more moments where I just said out loud. I was by myself watching this movie, and I said out loud to my dog who was asleep on the couch next to me, "Just said, what the fuck is that?" 
That is the stupidest thing I have ever seen. The the CGI is terrible. The plot is a mess. The editing is a mess. The characters are one note. Like this movie just fails at everything. There's not even I can't even say like, oh, yo, the action scenes were cool. No, they're not. They're crappy CGI. Those stupid fucking predator dogs. Yeah, we shoot one in the head and now it's good. What? Yeah, but again, let's go back to the predator dogs. We saw dogs in a predator movie. Yeah, that they that, were awesome because they're a different species than the predator. Yep. What yep. did the predator dogs look like in this one? They looked like a predator. Oh, give it dreadlocks. That's how they'll know it's a predator dog. <laughs> so give me a break. Like we know it's an alien dog because it doesn't look like a freaking normal dog. Don't put alien, don't put predator dreadlocks on it because you don't think the audience understands that. Give us some fucking credit. <sighs> Sorry. Okay, deep breaths. Dude, hey, it's okay, man. Let it out. It's okay. Now you know how I felt in 2018 walking out of that theater and being like, I want to punch something or break something. And like, none of my friends, other friends went to go see it. So I'm like, I can't even commiserate with somebody about how terrible it is. And, uh, and the, the fact that he picked up the quote-unquote super predator's arm and fired it like a rifle with no knowledge and not only that when he slips his arm into the gauntlet and it attaches itself and then starts defending itself against its actual original owner and and spits out that little sphere that makes him go what the hell what was going on oh my god i can't i can't jay deep breath deep breath get get a paper bag in and out like i i am pissed i'm gonna try to make some sense of this jay okay i paid four dollars and 27 cents to uh to rent that from prime plus from amazon neither one of us are getting you paid a lot less than i did all right i saw it opening i saw it opening fucking weekend man uh okay let me attempt to explain some of the dog shit that is this movie We know, and, and again, there's, there's a lot about this movie we're never going to know. Maybe 15 years from now, uh, Shane Black doesn't care anymore until it finally lets slip what really went on behind the scenes. But this movie was plagued with production woes. The entire third act of the movie was reshot, supposedly because originally we shot during the daytime and the shots didn't look good, so we went, we went back and reshot it at the night, supposedly. Um, there were set photo leaks of predators working with humans on a tank and the internet went nuts. So Shane Black was forced to rewrite the ending of the movie and write that out because the internet doesn't like it. There were major delays in production and then multiple release date changes while it was still being made. Uh, They ended up with something like six weeks of post time. It was, it was ridiculous. Uh, The script was leaked at one point. There were test screenings that were so horrible, Fox went in and cut 40 minutes out of the movie. The movie's full runtime is less than two hours. So 40 minutes cut out of this movie? Yeah. Uh, And then just, just the shit sprinkles on the top of this cake. Literally, it was a week, maybe two weeks, before the movie was set to be released. It was revealed that Shane Black had cast a buddy of his in the scene that was supposed to introduce Olivia Munn's character. This actor is a registered sex offender. 
Olivia Munn threatened to sue Fox. The entire scene was cut. There was no time to reshoot it, which is why Olivia Munn's character literally just shows up out of fucking nowhere in the movie. So when I say 88 million is the number they tell us for how much this movie cost, we're not going to know how much this movie really cost. With the amount of reshoots this movie had, we're never going to know. Oh, they could have. They could have called me. I could have. Jay, I don't. I don't think there's any fix in this. Uh, look, I would love because this is the thing to do now, but I don't think Disney will. Um, we'll get to that in a minute too. Um, I would love to see what Shane Black's original story idea before the script leaks and set photos leaked. What was this supposed to be? Because you can tell. Like, like, does any of what I just told you surprise you having seen the movie? Like, are you surprised that they had to reshoot the entire third act of the movie, Jay? No. Because it looks crappily shot really quickly. Yeah, also... None of the effects look finished. Yeah, I also want to throw in the fact that um, What's-His-Face from Stargazer put on a plasma caster on his shoulder and ended up yep. shooting himself in the head. Shoots himself in the head. That we don't understand why or Cause how. Because we, we couldn't get him. That was all the time we had to get that actor back for reshoots. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, I mean, look, it's Fox, man. Fox is notorious for fucking up their own movies. Uh, but I, I, And I'm not saying Shane Black's version would be amazing, but it at least might have been coherent. Uh, there was supposed to be, the big plot element for this movie was supposed to be the idea of Predator's mixing DNA to improve themselves the way they up their arsenal and their techniques throughout the years, which is not in and of itself a bad idea. Um, there are some elements of that still left in the movie. We talk about uh, that one of the predators has human DNA written into it, which makes no sense because we're weaker than they are. Why would they want our DNA at all? Uh, but there were supposed to be, the third act was supposed to be, our heroes teaming up with a pair of predators to take down a bunch of essentially predator experiments of predator DNA mixed with various other alien species they'd come across. And, and there's some, there's some art online. You can see some of these of like these weird hybrid predator monsters that they had to go take down. That was intended to be the big climax of the movie. Would that have been great? I don't know. Would that have been better than what we got? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. instead we get one mega predator. That's bad. That CGI. is complete start to finish. CGI was never a guy in a suit because it was never supposed to be in the movie. Yeah. Bad. CGI. So this film, do you want to guess its Rotten Tomato score? 2%. Uh, it's higher than that. Uh, but it is one of those rare occurrences where the critic score and the user score are identical. 33%. What? 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. What was Predator 2? One second. It was in the 30s. Predator 1, 81 and 87. Predator 2 was 30% critic, 44% user. Predators was 64% critic, 52% on user, and at the bottom of the barrel, The Predator, 33. Although, according what? to critics, it's 3% better than Predator 2. 
I was going to say, that's what floors me. And the fact that it's only, what, 11% less than Predator 2 for user score? No, Predator 2 is leaps and bounds above the Predator. Yep. And in fact, uh, I'm, you know what, John, oh, this we're, is probably going to get yet. you. We're not done yet. We're well, not done yet. Hold this... on. Strap in. Okay. Well, I was just going to make a quick comment. Go for it. This is probably going to make your blood boil when I say this. And it's probably going to make your hair stand up on the back of your neck. But I mean this with 100% accuracy. I would rather watch Alien Resurrection than The Predator. I would, too. <laughs> uh no no 100% with you um anyway so here's okay continuing finishing up our things arnold was supposed to begin but didn't jay what's our big stinger at the end of this movie it's the predator killer which having never seen the movie i assumed was gonna be dutch yeah what did we get jay uh predator suit that, that Iron Man Predator suit? Yeah, with like lots of guns on it. And apparently had like guns? six different plasma casters like or something. Impossible number of guns. That would yeah. be the number. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jay, obviously that was intended to be Arnold. When they knew they weren't going to get Arnold. Do you want to know what other ideas they had before they settled on Predator Iron Man suit? I'm very interested to hear this. I'm going to blow your mind. Okay. There was going to be a, a coffin-like canister thing that was, again, supposed to be Dutch coming out of it. When they knew they weren't going to get Arnold, they pivoted to, you're ready? Ready? Who are we going to bring into the franchise? Who's the big predator killer? Ellen Ripley. Uh, what? Ellen huh? Ripley. No, she kills aliens. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. How did, our she bad. Get, how did she travel back in time? Our bad. Hold on. Uh, we, what we meant to say, I'm Fox. What we meant to say is no, the predator killer is actually. Are you ready, Jay? Yeah. Newt. No, wait, wait. Newt's from the I'm, future. I'm not kidding. I'm not making it up. That was shot. Newt, Newt's from the future. How'd yep. you get Newt back in time? Don't know. Okay, there's yep. There's only nope. one other person that I would have pivoted to. Danny Glover. Danny Glover. <laughs> I also would have accepted either of the survivors from Predators. Yep. I would have taken uh, what's her name from Alien vs Predator. Yep. All those make more sense, but that is literally how slapdash this movie was finished. We were throwing it against the wall like a plate of spaghetti to see what would stick. Ellen Ripley. Wow. Newt, Jay. Newt. What the hell does Newt even do? Nothing. Newt does exactly. nothing. Exactly. That makes even less sense than Ripley, which makes no goddamn sense. Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah, the Predator, an obvious low point in the franchise. We're going to move on now, though. Okay. Going to move on. Because fuck this movie. Whew. We're going to jump to 2020, which is going to be a very complicated year for Predator. First, we're going to we're going to get off this this negative bandwagon. We're going to jump on something I think we both love. Jay, in 2020, right during the Rona, right during the lockdown, 
uh, a gift from the gods. Um, sorry, you didn't have your. We got Predator Hunting Grounds. Yes, the best Predator game ever made to date. Oh, I love it. Love it. Uh, it is an asymmetrical multiplayer survival shooter. What that means is five people play in a match. One person plays as the Predator. The other four are the fire team. The fire team is your badass squad of ultimate badasses. Uh, yes, I use the word badass twice in one sentence. Uh, basically, your team from the first movie. You're kitted out with all kinds of weapons and gear. You're uh, dropped into a zone, and your job is to complete a mission. Well, while you're trying to complete your mission, you are being hunted by the fifth player, who is the Predator, who has their own arsenal. Uh, it's highly customizable. You can trick out your own soldier. You can trick out your own Predator. Multiple classes, tons of weapons, tons of customizations for the weapons. Uh, eventually, and, and a lot of... The, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and say... At launch, this game was not quite everything people hoped it would be. We're now up to five maps. When it launched, we only had three. So we played those three maps a lot. Uh, there's only two game modes right now. Uh, for the longest time, there was only one. But I would argue it's kind of the only game mode you need. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah. At, uh, and the biggest problem which still plagues the game is is wait times to get into a match. Especially for Predator. Uh, and Jay can tell you all about this because he's been playing Predator recently, but the wait times can get a bit atrocious. Yeah. That being said, those yeah. negatives out of the way. The game is amazing. Oh, it's so much fun. Um, there's only a few, like, and it's not even th- those big a deals, but, like, a few things that kind of bug you, but I understand to try to balance the gameplay. Like, when you're the Predator, the fact that the cloak and the vision the heat vision drain your energy so fast uh kind of sucks but again i get it to balance gameplay i just wish one wouldn't drain it you know what i mean yeah uh <clears throat> it's uh one of the biggest issues with the game is balance and that is something that even to date they're still sort of tweaking is balancing uh, the fire team and the predator to to make one not overpowered, uh, and it's something they they struggle with because it's it's hard to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You drop in on the wrong fire team, and you're gonna get lit up pretty quick. And like, if you're a novice predator, you can get down pretty easily. Yeah, there's there's a there's a very steep learning curve to playing Predator. Uh, there has been since day one. Uh, I had lots of friends who played it when it came out, but no one ever played Predator. They all played Fireteam. If you're playing Fireteam, the controls are essentially any Call of Duty game the last 10 years. Right. Uh, it's very easy to pick up and play, which it should be. Uh, Predator is a bit more of a learning curve. If you're uh, if you're Fireteam, you're in first-person perspective. Predator is third person. There's the cloaking. There's the how do I find people, the vision modes. It's a bit more of a learning curve. Uh, that being said, the game's been out for a while now, and there are some really good Predators out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is fun. <coughs> the other thing I'll give the story... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. I'll give them credit for including, but I wish it would have taken a more prominent role, and that is the storyline of the game. Yes, there is a storyline to the game. Uh, you don't know that unless you do some digging and get into the OWLF tapes, 
and uh, the Dutch tapes, things like that. Uh, yeah, you heard me, Dutch. For the first time since 87, Arnold is back in the Predator Project. He voices his character. We have modern Dutch, or what they call 2025 Dutch, because the timeline's a little bit in the future. Um, so we have modern Dutch, old man Dutch. Uh, we have tapes you can find uh, throughout the maps that fill in his story of what he's been up to from 1987 till now. Um, spoiler, he hooked up with an organization called OWLF, and he's been hunting predators, leading a squad of people who hunt predators. Uh, his armor's updated. His his shoulder is a predator mask. It's badass. Uh, they also included a classic '87 Arnold, and we have again uh, Jake Busey as Sam Keys, son of the original Keys, as a scientist. Um, so there are some story elements to it. There's a tie-in novel that kind of sets up the some of the storylines a little bit better. I forget what it's called. Um, there is a story to it. I wish it was a little more prominent, but I get it's meant to be an online multiplayer. The story isn't super important. It's there for those who want to dig into it. If you don't care about it, it won't get in the way. Uh, one one quick side note about the game. Yeah. And I know we've discussed this while playing the game, but might as well discuss it now. Uh, the fact that there are there is a DLC character based on a football player and not the myriad of other possible people you could play like Royce from Predators would be awesome. Danny Glover's character from Predator 2 would be awesome. If you could be Blaine, if you could be um, Duke, if you could be any other character, you could be Billy. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, the Yakuza guy would be cool. I mean, I don't know what you'd do with him, but he'd be cool. Uh, the Spetsnaz guy from Predators. Like there's all sorts of choices, but you went with Marshawn Lynch. For some odd reason. He was available? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I enjoy the game. It's really fun. I like that they include things. There have been several different Predators uh, DLCs you can get. Um, there's the Viking Predator. There's a Samurai Predator. There's the Valkyrie Predator, which is a female class. Um the city predator it. yes the city predator from predator 2 is there um and there is a skin overlay so you can make the um the combi stick in the game look just like the one from the second movie it functions the same but it looks different um they did include uh isabel uh alice braga's character from predators she's the newest drop um so they are including more predator survivors but yeah it would be awesome to have a team of of Predator, killer, predator, survivors, whatever you want to call them. Uh, there's so many fun characters. You know, if you're going to throw in, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Dutch from 87, like you said, Jay, fill out the fire team, man. Give us, I would kill to get Jesse Ventura as a playable character. Yeah. The sexual awesome. tyrannosaur. That'd be great. Like, you know, go ahead, man. I, I, I know actor likenesses can cost money. I get it. Um, but that's what fans want. Uh, you can keep coming up with cool predators and you know, introduce predators from like the comics and the toy lines and stuff like that. That's fine. We get that. We're cool with that. But if you're gonna start doing more fire team people, you know, give us, give us because what what they do is they include that fire team member and they also bring with them a new weapon. And usually about a month after that character drops, the weapon goes free for everybody, but the character's still behind a paywall. Um, 
So people were, were guessing, you know, okay, we bring in Harrigan, Danny Glover from two. Obviously, we'll get his his Desert Eagle with a laser on it. That'd be cool. Um, I think Isabella comes with a sniper rifle. But yeah, there'd be plenty of, of, of you know, Royce's shotguns already in the game. So I don't know what you would give him. But again, plenty of cool options. Um, well, you could always give him. See, I think you could give him an upgraded, like, little tougher version like i know there's a minigun in the game with like and you can get the old painless skin which has got predator blood on it yeah but if you had jesse the body ventura you could give him an upgraded version or hell you know what since the minigun's already in it you know since the minigun's already in it give him billy's gun there you go yeah why not give us the shotgun give us billy or give us that yeah um no again lots of there's tons of of things you could do with the game unfortunately i kind of feel like this game has a ticking time clock uh and before we get to that anything else you want to say about predator hunting grounds i think we both love it uh yeah i just wish that some nights you wouldn't have a night but Everybody wants to be the predator. And that wait is down from, I mean, back when it first launched, people would wait like 30 minutes to be a predator, man. So, yeah. that, believe it or not, that nine-minute wait, that's improved. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm going to move on to what's probably the biggest news. Uh, that takes care of where we have been for Predator. We're going to now talk about sort of where we are right now. And it's 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 a bit of a mixed bag. So, in 2019, 2020... Disney bought Fox. With that, uh, initially, I was excited because I was, okay, cool. Uh, Disney doesn't buy properties to sit on them. Disney buys properties to cash in on them, especially with 71 whatever billion they spent on Fox. They're going to want that money back. So we've got uh, a new comic announced, but it hasn't come out yet uh, from Marvel, which is owned by them. And then shortly after the buyout, before they really had a chance to cash in on this, there was a lawsuit filed. And stick with me here. This is going to get a little confusing. I fell down a huge rabbit hole of copyright law. But essentially, remember those names, Jim and John? Uh, I told you to remember from the uh, first part of the show. Jim and John Thomas, the guys who wrote Predator and Predator 2. And have you know characters by in every other Predator movie. They sued Disney in order to get back their copyright for Predator. This stems from a clause in Copyright Act. It is the Section 203 of the Copyright Act, which allows the creator of a copyrighted work um, who, who during their lifetime has transferred all or some of the rights uh, for the work. Uh, after 1970 to terminate the transfer and regain rights after a certain period of time, generally 35 years. Essentially, this clause says, if you write something, Jay, 35 years, you write something and you sell me the studio, your project, uh, you, you transfer your copyright to me, 35 years after that, you can reclaim your copyright. Is essentially how this breaks down. It's, a little, it's more complicated than that, but that's how it breaks down. Makes sense. So, uh, if you're a fan of our sister show, um, uh, uh, wow, mine is blank. Friends of Benefits with Chris and other Chris. 
And sometimes, why aren't you, Chris? You Or if you were a fan of us from back in the Talk Nerdy days, you'll know we've talked about the Friday the 13th lawsuit, which is a very similar thing. The, the guy who wrote the original Friday the 13th is filed a lawsuit to pull back the copyright uh, for the Friday the 13th stuff. Um, and it's got tie, it's been tied up in a legal dispute for years since. But what that means is the Friday the 13th video game made by Ilphonic, same people who made Predator Hunting Grounds, or at least published by them, um, is essentially in limbo. They cannot do anything new with the property because the copyright for that license is up in limbo. So no new content can come out for the, the Friday the 13th game. No new movies can be made. I mean, technically you could, but right now it's up in limbo who owns the actual copyright for that property. And it's kind of where we're getting into now with Predator because of this lawsuit. Um, it's It has not had its day in court yet. I don't know when it will. Uh, I don't know why the brothers want their copyright back. I would assume it's because they want to try to sell it to somebody else to get money off of it. So this might be kind of a ploy just to get a payday from Disney. I don't know. I don't know them. I don't know Disney. I don't have a dog in the fight. But this is what's going on. So uh, this is from an article from Screen Rant. Uh, the Thomas brothers filed a third termination notice, which Disney has not contested, uh, which could see U.S. copyright for Hunters, uh, which is the original title of the, the original screenplay, revert to them in 2023. The good news, in the meantime, is that Skulls, I'll play with that as in a minute, is set to finish filming in August 2021, with the trial contesting when the Thomas Brothers would own the copyright not set to kick off until April 2022. And I lost my spot. Uh, the fate of Skulls slash Predator 5 should be safe, even if the future sees the copyright revert away from Disney. That brings us to our last bit for tonight. Well, second to last bit. So yes, there is currently a rights dispute in the courts over Predator. I don't know this for certain, but I think that's why the Predator comic hasn't come out yet. And I don't know this for certain, but I'm pretty sure that's why you're not going to see any more big updates for Predator Hunting Grounds. Because we're kind of getting into that same territory as Friday the 13th, where we're a little unsure who has the rights at this point. However, I mentioned Skulls. Skulls is the working title for Predator 5. Mm. Which is set to complete production next week. Ooh. Uh, pull this up. It is written by Patrick Ason, directed by Dan Trachtenberg, starring, I don't know, because that is all I can find on IMDb. Uh, it, it is the fifth Predator movie. Skull or Skulls, probably not the final title. I think that's the shooting title. Um, it is set, uh, all we know about it is it, it's going to take place far earlier than any other Predator movie. And it will tell the story of potentially the first Predator's visit to Earth. Ooh. Or, or depending how you interpret some quotes from the producer, a specific Predator's first hunt on Earth. I don't know if it's like the very first ever Predator visiting or if it's just 
this particular predator's first time visiting Earth. I hope it's the 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 second one. Um, but the lead character is set to be a female uh, who is 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 undergoing some kind of ritual herself to become you know a full member of her tribe or whatever, um, and comes across the predator. That's all we know. Interesting. Yes. Um, Dan Trachtenberg, the director, he did 10 Cloverfield Lane. He did some episodes of Black Mirror. And Jay, the one I know you'll be excited about, he directed, I believe, season one of The Boys. Ooh, hey. I don't think he did every episode. Um, Could be wrong on that, but. Well, I enjoyed 10 Cloverfield Lane as well. That's his pedigree. So, again, not much is known. This movie is kind of being done totally under the radar. And there are rumors floating that it's not even being shot with the intention of theatrical release, that it might be it might be put out directly to Hulu here in the U.S., uh, which is where Disney puts the Fox stuff they don't want under the Disney banner because it's, you know, too gory. Uh, It's being shot as an R rated movie, but it could be edited with PG-13, you know, as is typical with everything. Huh. That's what we got. I guess we'll just have to wait and see when we find out more. Yeah, uh, and, and I... It's definitely being rushed to get done before this copyright thing goes through, this lawsuit. <clears throat> Part of me wonders, and I don't understand that much about the copyright law, but it, it, usually with a, a, an agreement like this, if the current owner of the copyright hasn't used that property in so many years it reverts back to the original person so like if sony doesn't make a spider-man film i think it's every five years the rights go back to marvel which is why good bad terrible or indifferent every five years there'll be a spider-man movie from sony because they will not give out those rights i wonder if if maybe the reason this movie has been fast-tracked and sped through production so quickly is so they can say no no we're in active production on a Predator movie right now when they're sitting down to court. Or no, we just shot a whole new movie. It's coming out on a streaming show. And again, not trying to say that the movie's going to be bad. <coughs> but coming this soon on the heels of the horrible pile of dog crap that is The Predator, I feel like that's part of it. Um, so I'm well, intrigued it, by this idea, but I'm also it, a little gun shot. It it can't be as bad as the Predator, can it? They'd have to try really hard. You know, the, the one thing that intrigued me is you said that it could be like the first time that a Predator came. We know and, it'll be set during a primitive time in human history. So, yeah. <clears throat> like that. And that that brings me back to what you said about wanting an entire movie about that Yakuza enforcer. Yes. Like a movie set in like feudal Japan. Yes. Would be amazing. Uh, (laughs) And that beautiful segue to our final topic. So that's what we've had. That's where we're at. What do we as fans want to see from this franchise? And Jay just hit the nail on the head. Something we've yet to cash in on from the Predator franchise since it was introduced in Predator 2 is the fact that the Predators have been visiting our planet for centuries. 
I would love an anthology series Ooh, where yeah. every episode or every couple episodes, different characters, different time, different warrior culture up against the Predator. I, you know, when I said that, you know, feudal Japan, and then immediately my mind went to Disney's got a bunch of streaming services under their belt right now. Like Hulu is owned by Disney now, isn't it? They're the majority shareholder, but it's not it's not fully yeah. Disney. Put, you know, you have production production companies. You have the ability to make the series. You're doing awesome things with like The Mandalorian. I yep. feel like you could do the same type of thing and like you said make like an anthology series where you know you have pred versus Vikings. Pred versus, you know, uh like um Roman gladiators. Cru- like crusaders. Yeah, Roman yeah. gladiators. Predators uh, in the crusade? God, that'd be awesome. Pre- yeah, predators versus the crusade. Predators versus Roman gladiators. Predators versus feudal Japan. Um, this is gonna sound crazy, but predators what if you did like a, or yeah, predators in Vietnam? I was thinking even predators in World War Two. Oh God, yeah. Where like you could have like a weird team up of, you've got a squad of them, and I know team ups aren't always the greatest thing, but like you've got a squad of Americans and a squad of like Nazis that have to fight off a predator. You know what I mean? Like. I'd watch so many, that. So many different directions you could go with. And yeah, like, we're you know we're, we're told predators have been coming to the planet for centuries. We're told they're drawn to heat and conflict. So like it, they they write themselves, man. Predator versus like uh, uh, um, Maori warrior. Like so many different cool things we could do with this franchise. And, and I would love and and again. I'd love to see big predator movies, but I think a cooler way to go with this and a more economical and a more timely, you know, in the world we live in now is a predator anthology series. Oh, and and not necessarily one per episode, but maybe spend two or three episodes on a storyline, but multiple storylines in a season. We got Jay. Shit, John, this hit just hit me. There's a name on that pistol in predator two. Right. And it says 1715. Okay. Okay. I got two different things. Okay. What if it's a dueling pistol? Okay. And the guy on it won the duel against a predator. And he gave, like, they took that as, you know what I mean? Well, if he won the duel, why would they take his pistol? I don't know. Anyway, my other thought was predators versus pirates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like easily. God, man. Yeah, man. Uh, look, there's again, there's so many possibilities to do with that. And I'm going to get crazy now, Jay. I'm going to get okay. super fucking crazy. You ready? I'm ready. <clears throat> it's all about streaming series, right? Right. You want that one off yeah, anthology series we're going to do with, you know, the, the, the stagecraft that they've you know, created for Mandalorian and whatnot. Yeah. We're going to start playing Disney owns fucking everything, right? Ready? Let's get nuts, man. Let's get full on what if territory, okay? You ready? Okay. okay. Mando versus Predator. Ooh. That is crazy. Be, doesn't have to be Din. Any Mando will do. Mando versus Predator. So then you set up that Predator is in the Star Wars universe as well. I don't give a shit how you write it. I don't care if it's only one episode and we never talk about it again. Do it. Right? Do it. <laughs> 
do it. Ah, uh, Predator versus Deadpool. Ooh. Well, that's a tough one. Come on, man. <laughs> Predator versus Wolverine. Yeah, fuck yeah. Let's do it, man. Oh. Predator oh. versus Conan the Barbarian. Well, they had the comic <laughs> rights. They had the comic rights to Conan the Barbarian. I don't know if they had the film rights. Uh, but come on, man. You're Disney. You know, you own it. You ready for this, Jay? You sitting down? You strapped in? Predator versus Stitch. Ooh. Animated. Animated Predator. Or do live action Stitch. I kind of want to see live action Stitch. That'd be cool, too. That'd be cool, too. Break out all the toys, Disney. Have fun with it. But no, uh, look, Predator is so easily mashed upable. Um, he fits in so many different universes and timelines. Like this, again, I feel like we really haven't tapped. We, we always get more weapons, which is cool. And they keep trying to make the Predators bigger, which is like they don't need to be due. They're already like seven feet tall. Uh, I don't need to see Predators mixing DNA. I don't need to see Predator in Iron Man suits. I don't need that. Just just get back to Predator. What is he hunting? That's what we want. Like, that's the thing to focus on. There's so much we haven't seen in this uh, Predator storyline. Things from the comics and whatnot. Like, there's so much Predator territory we haven't touched yet. Um Whatever we do next, I, I feel like it again. I'm hopeful for this new movie. I feel like they're starting to step down that path of of at this. You know, I'm guarantee you with the lower budget film, it was shot quickly. It was probably just shot at least in part using some of the stagecraft stuff. So this movie does well and it goes straight to streaming. Give us the streaming series, man. Just make it a thing. Yeah. Just just call the streaming series Predators Predator Verse. I'll take and it. then and then every week. All you because you all you do is like rewrite one little line of code or something, and it's like this week Predator versus Vikings. Feel like feel like John's head just exploded. I I didn't you cut out. I said Predator versus Thor. And we don't watch it, but we know who's going to win. So, uh, no, like, yeah, the, the the franchise is very malleable. There's a lot of directions you can take it in, and a lot of a lot of untapped potential. So, I, I hope Skulls works. I hope this lawsuit gets its gets put to bed. Um, I don't hate the idea of Disney losing the Predator rights. I just I don't want the rights to go to someone who's going to not do anything with them. And that's the one thing I'll say with with Disney. When Disney buys out a property is they want to cash in on it. So you know, we've already got the Aliens comic uh, from from Marvel, which has been pretty good so far. Uh, it's only like one storyline in, but it's it's I've read worse, you know, storylines for for Aliens. Uh, they were about to launch a Predator comic. I don't know what's going on with that. I think I think they're still good with with comic rights, but I don't know what's up with that. Um so I, I was happy because, like, you know, good Disney. Disney's buying Fox. They have all the toys Fox had, and what are the crown jewels of Fox's toy box? Predators up there, man. Um, yeah, they won't release it as a Disney title. That's fine. Uh, it, like I said, it'll it'll be on Hulu or it'll be under 20th Century Studios, which is what Fox 20th Century Fox used to be is now called 20th Century Studios. Whatever. I don't care what name you want to film it under. I just want more Predator, man. So, yep. 
<sighs> Jay, any last thoughts? Now I've said. Well, until next time, I'm Obi John Kenobi. He's the doc, and this has been your weekly nerd alert. Gonna tell and Mary Bonagajon. He claimed he had the.